Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. What a day. What a day yesterday. Lots of excitement in the air. Coinbase launched direct listing on the NASDAQ, and we're going to do a recap of what happened yesterday. That and headlines coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, April 15th, 2021. And, well, you heard what we're going to do today in the intro. And I just want to get into those crypto prices, take a look at those, and talk to you about Coinbase. Let's take a look. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $62,762, down 1.8% from yesterday, while Ethereum is up to $2,468, up 4.5%. Binance Coin or BNB is at $550, down 1.3%, and XRP is in the number 4 spot at $1.71, down 1.4%. Cardano is in number 5 at $1.48, up 4%, and Tether is at the number 6 spot. No new additions to the top 10. We did have kind of a moving around from Dogecoin, who was at the number 10 spot. Train link is now at number 10. But other than that, we're pretty much normal. Total market cap, we're at $2.23 trillion. And a BTC dominance of 52.5%. And here to do our Coinbase direct listing review of yesterday, Executive Editor Jeff Roberts. Uh, great to be here, Matthew. Always a pleasure. Thank you for doing this on short notice, but we have some things to talk about from yesterday. Coinbase went direct listing. It was an amazing event. I think there was a lot of energy in the air, but it didn't quite go out and roll out the way that we thought it was. Uh, can you tell us about what happened yesterday? Yeah, part of that's just confusing of how this, uh, like stock listings work. They never typically happen right at the opening bell. And in the case of it being a direct listing, which is a more complicated thing, people behind the scenes tell me there's a process where they have to, it takes longer to match up buyers and sellers and set up in like a, a an order book and start the trading. So, you know, it's, I think it's frustrating. Everyone's like, come on, let's, I want to buy this. Um, but the fact it listed around one o'clock Eastern is not surprising. I think people expected that behind the scenes, at least. Although I think a lot of consumers and investors were like, what's going on? Well, I was sitting here watching it all day, trying to report on it for the Decrypt Daily, of course. And everybody I know was trying to, you know, figure out what was going on, the price, maybe get in. What happened when people, when the market actually opened? What was going on with the price action? Uh, it went moon, as crypto people say. It opened because um, I think uh, the reference price was around 250, which is where the exchange makes its best guess. And it opened at like 384, way higher. And then I think it went all the way up to around 440. But you see that a lot with uh, initial public offerings. This wasn't as a ver- version of that, but first day of trading, you got the pop, went way up, and then went down. And I don't, I think just there's so much. I know people are so into the market right now. This is happening with almost every stock that lists, and also the expectations for Coinbase are so sky high that, you know, it's almost impossible to meet those. But, you know, I think all in all, it didn't have as spectacular an opening day as it could, but still a pretty good one. 
Can you tell me what maybe causes that first peak of uh, of price? It, because you said that you know they're matching the order books and whatever. And I know that from my Robin Hood that I can go in there and I can bid on a price. They say the same two fifty, but you can say, oh, I'll buy it at three or four or whatever. What makes that first jump in price? And then what's happening to get the price to go back down? Um, I think just a bunch of FOMO, and then there's a bunch of big investors who put in like you know a uh, maybe a market <laughs> order of like you know buy it at whatever, and that causes it to pop, pop, pop. And then, you know, it's, it's, you know, gravity kicks in, it can only go so high. And then people go, whoa. And then some, you know, some of the short sellers or whatever they're, you know, I mean, this is about my pay grade. You know, there's, you know, professional traders who specialize in this stuff. But all I know is it's pretty typical for opening day to see a big pop and then a bit of a letdown. What are we seeing today in the market? The market just opened. It is 10.15 as we were recording this. What are we seeing today? And again, this is total speculation. I don't know if it will put you in this position, but what do we think that the day is going to look like for Coinbase? Um, well, it looks like it's down a little bit, but not much, like less than 1%. It's currently trading around 325, um, you know, which is below what it opened yesterday. But, you know, it's also I think the market yesterday was down overall, so it's not, you know, beat up on them too much. But going forward, you know, I mean, I'm no, you know, stock analyst, but my prediction is like other really, you know, buzzy high profile IPOs, you have the opening day pop, and I think it's going to slump for the next few days. There might be a buying opportunity. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to own it because it'd be conflict of interest, but you know, I suspect next few days it's going to sink a little further and then perhaps go up again. And then the next big date will be its first earnings result, which I think is also going to be a challenge because the earnings result they released right before going public were so good. They're going to have a hard time matching that. And so how Wall Street's going to react to crypto volatility, I don't know. I think maybe a lot of people are panic are going to panic and not understand that just part of the crypto game is volatility. So we'll see. Very, very good point. It'll be very hard to match that Q1 earnings report. Um, last question is, I want to know about the sentiment. You know, the sentiment in the crypto space, you know, when it comes to the, the news, when it comes to crypto Twitter, it's very important to this ethos, especially so early on, we are in this emerging tech and emerging industry. What are you hearing not only behind the news desk, but also in the social media about the sentiment of this rollout of Coinbase? Yeah, I mean, you know, Twitter yesterday was just all Coinbase all the time. And it's actually kind of cool to see not just, you know, not just crypto Twitter, all the financial Twitter. So I think a lot of people, you know, I thought it was kind of nice actually to see, you know, a lot of rivals of, you know, Brian Armstrong and Coinbase congratulating them. You know, I'm not, that's not the endorsement of Coinbase, but I, the crypto community I think really came together. It was kind of their big day in the sun. And that was kind of nice to see, you know, because crypto communities always usually fighting with each other. But, you know, today was a day, yesterday was a day that was, you know, a huge milestone for the industry. You know, you now have a hundred billion dollar public company on the stock market. That's purely crypto. You know, think how far the whole community has come. So I think it was nice to see that day of solidarity and congratulations. I mean, you know, some people were sniping, but by and large, I don't know what you saw, but I saw just a lot of kind of real, you know, positive sentiment and, you know, just genuine, you know, happiness that this day had come. You know, what's going to happen next? I don't know, but it was kind of a neat day yesterday, in my opinion. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Executive editor of Decrypt, Jeff Roberts, thank you very much for talking Coinbase and coming on the Decrypt Daily. And it's always good to see you, sir. Okay, my pleasure, Matthew. Thanks. And in today's headlines, renowned NSA whistleblower, I don't like that title, we're just calling him Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden is the latest public figure to throw his hat into the ring of digital collectibles, and he's going to launch an NFT. This NFT is going to be titled Stay Free, and this NFT depicts Edward Snowden as a cutout in front of the complete documented court decision ruling that the National Security Agency's mass surveillance violated the U.S. law. This is a one-on-one, only one will ever be made. This is the first NFT from Edward Snowden. Let's see if this is his last. And 100% of the funds that are raised are going to be donated to a nonprofit tasked with protecting free speech. 
So link is in the description if you want to bid on this. I don't know if anybody's going to have enough money to buy this because I could see this going for a lot of money. And whoever does, congratulations to you. This actually might be worth a lot of money, even more than you bought it for someday. IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick has raised concerns about whether non-fungible tokens or NFTs could be used as tax evasion. Reddick described NFTs as not visible items by design. The IRS estimates that the U.S. government loses as much as $1 trillion every year in taxes owed. And this statement, as far as I can read, is basically pointed at the individual, that individuals are skirting taxes. Um, I just want to point out that the New York Times on April 2nd, 2021 reported about all kinds of, I think it was 55 different companies in the United States that didn't pay any taxes. This includes FedEx, which has a three-year income of about $6.9 billion and a three-year effective tax rate of negative, that's negative tax rate, 12.8%. Nike, negative 18% despite a three-year income of $4.1 billion. And First Energy, a negative 1.2% effective tax rate with revenues of $3.7 billion. So just pointing it out there. Unless these companies are also doing NFTs, <laughs> First Energy NFTs, Nike NFTs, and uh, you know FedEx NFTs, maybe we have to look at different places to get these taxes from, not just the individuals that are trying to you know work on emerging innovation in technology. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? And finally, if you guys are wondering why Ethereum's pumping today, it's because of the Berlin hard fork, which took place when the network hit block number 12,244,000. Don't know if you guys really care about that. I don't. I just know that it happened. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. You might care. You might care. And I'm sorry for that low blow. Anyway, the Berlin upgrade will incorporate four Ethereum improvement proposals or EIPs. These EIPs are... And I'm not going to tell you the numbers of them. I'm just going to tell you what they do. One is to reduce gas costs or transaction fees. The other one is allow people to combine their transactions. Another one is to increase gas costs in order to speed up processing times and limit DDoS attacks. And the fourth one and final one is a proposal to help reduce the risk of broken smart contracts. We just have to see if this actually works out to reduce the cost because the biggest thing for Ethereum, not only because it's slow and it's really bloated, it's also super expensive. So it's going to take you forever to get your transactions and it's also going to cost you a crap ton of money. And this is why other protocols are really killing it like Binance Smart Chain right now. So if they can reduce these costs as something that is manageable, then they might have a chance to really blow up. If they cannot reduce these costs, they're going to be behind still some of these protocols that are reducing costs, speeding up transactions, and helping build out these spaces, these innovations. Good luck, Ethereum. You are behind the ball, but we have faith in you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Also, Deemer for Congress, D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. Please support. Until tomorrow, listener questions, don't forget to send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I can answer those questions for you tomorrow. But until then, happy hodling, everyone.